Hey everyone, welcome back to the Futures Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Lenehan, and I'm delighted to welcome you to this very special bonus episode. Today's guest is Lex Keyfaber, founder and CEO of United by Zero and the co-host of Who's Saving the Planet podcast. Like many of us in the sustainability field, Lex didn't begin his career in climate action, but today he finds himself at the helm of one of the most exciting tech developments for consumers who want to shop in a more sustainable, transparent way. I'll let Lex tell you all about United by Zero and his personal journey himself. For now, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave a review and send the chat to a friend. Over to my conversation with Lex. You are a fellow podcaster, an excellent one. And I believe this is your first time actually sitting at the other side of the conversation. So I promise I will be very gentle. You are so welcome. Where are you talking to us from today? First of all, I appreciate that dearly. I feel like through the pandemic, now you swing a cat and you hit a podcast. And so it's lovely to be in good company of someone who knows how much time goes into these things with such little reward, but for the opportunity to meet interesting people. And so I'm really glad to have this opportunity to talk with you and to, uh, and to be able to join your show. Oh, well, likewise. And we actually have an awesome friend in common Deborah Brosnan, she's the person who connects us. And for people listening, I think she's been on both of our podcasts, right? So you can listen to my version and then your version and like put her together. She's tremendous. Um, and also just like what a fantastic person. She's so much fun to be able to, to hang out with in addition to all of the tremendous work that she does for the climate. Yeah, she's amazing. And you're also one of those people. I mean, as soon as she told me about you, I was like, okay, I need to connect with you and talk because I feel like we're so aligned in so many different things, even our journeys to get to where we are. So I'm going to get straight into it because I know that people who are listening not only love the sustainability angle, but they also love to hear how people get into the positions they're in or get to the situation that they're at. And I know yours wasn't a conventional journey to where you are. So maybe you can give us a little bit of a backstory, um, you know, your life in 30 seconds. <laughs> Only kidding. Um, but maybe you can tell us how, what, in what kind of industries you started and what exactly brought you to, to where you are right now with United by Zero and the podcast. Absolutely. Um, so in my 20s, I had that period after college where you sort of are wandering in the wilderness being like, who am I and what do I mean and what have you? And I, uh, I landed on the hospitality industry. So I started off my, my professional career as a sommelier. So I became a wine director director of a big restaurant in Manhattan. So I was working at a steakhouse, wearing suits every day, dealing with very hoity-toity customers and slinging hundreds of dollars, hundred bottles of wine worth hundreds of them, more than I could ever afford. And then I had my climate moment as, as many of us do, this sort of like moment when, when the climate change becomes all too real for you. Um, for me, that was right around the 2015 IPCC report. And that kind of shook me into being like, what, what is it that I'm going to do? How am I going to be part of what will be our generation's greatest struggle, which is creating a sustainable world for the generations to come? And that's when I shifted gears. So I sort of took off the tie and I went to business school to get a little bit of an education uh, and then worked at a high growth startup all to sort of get some more skills around how to create industry in this digital world in which we're living to eventually be able to apply those for climate. But I still didn't know how to get into it. And then in the beginning of 2020, when the whole world shut down, that was the moment that I had to to 
to really come to terms with like, this is going to be the time. Either I'm going to find out what my path is now, or I'm going to keep being a wine guy. And that's not what I wanted to do. So that's where I started the podcast. I started Who's Saving the Planet, which is a weekly podcast where we interview entrepreneurs and academics and politicians, all working to build a more sustainable future. And I really started it as a way to learn my, the, the best way that I learned is by having conversations experientially. So I was like, I want to get into this place. I don't know where to start. I've got some skills, but I certainly am not going to go rewire the electrical grid. And I don't want to go, you know, work in politics as I tried that earlier and it was not for me. And through the podcast, I had this amazing insight into dozens and eventually hundreds of different stories of how people are approaching this problem of climate change. And it gave me a perspective to understand both at a really high level, how these things can all work together. And then at a personal one, how I could potentially be a part of it. And that's where United by Zero was born. That sort of thinking about that question, what's missing in this space? And is that something that I could help to build some, some tool that I could build for both the people and the companies to help make and then to help make more sustainable products. Well, before we get into United by Zero, I just want to pick you up on that because that's exactly why I started the Futurist podcast. I just didn't know enough. And I think, you know, the whole climate crisis is one of those things where people are either paralyzed with the anxiety of it and this, you know, crippling, larger than life, existential thing that's happening and kind of feeling like lost in what you can do. But then also you know, being able to connect with people who are so passionate and so positive. And that's something that Deborah certainly, uh, I, I think, brought to both of us. But so many of the experts that you've had on your podcast, too, you know, we have to stay positive. We have to talk about it. And I couldn't agree with you more. It's so great to talk to people and feel like, OK, there's something small I can do or maybe there's something quite big I can do. Um, so I definitely I feel like we're so one and the same with that. So podcast is going great. And then you decide to create this. I mean, it's literally kind of a magic solution. I, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. It's kind of the, it is kind of like one of the things like that's missing in the chain. Um, so maybe you can tell everyone exactly what United by Zero is and, and how it works. Absolutely. How can we make more sustainable choices without having to really change our lives at all? Because for most of us, you know, it's, we don't have that much capacity to really upend all the things that we are day to day, but for a ton of people, you want to be able to make better choices if they're available to you. And that was the, the thrust of like, how do, how do we begin this problem? So going to the end, United by Zero is, uh, it's a tool that we've developed to be able to adjudicate products about how sustainable those individual products are and to package that in a scoring system so that you, the consumer, can very quickly understand, is this something that matches my values? How sustainable is it compared to the other things that are similar to it? And is it something that it's worthwhile for me to actually spend my money on? So like, let's just buy better stuff, to be frank. And eventually we're going to need to buy less stuff. But until we can actually change the incentives for the big industries that are making things to say the most valuable things you should make are the most sustainable ones. So that's why you big industries should go about investing in the means to create more sustainable things because us consumers, we're the ones that want to buy those sustainable things. The gap between that right now largely has to do with the lack of information. 
because like, I don't know what's sustainable, what isn't. I don't necessarily trust companies and what they say. Sometimes they're being honest, sometimes they're not. And I don't have the time or the energy to figure it out. United by Zero does that work. We figure out who's being honest, which things are the most sustainable. And then we package those that information in a way that you consumer can use to uh, buy things. And the product that we released, which is most exciting, is a browser extension where you can be shopping for clothes anywhere. And we will look at the clothes that you're looking at. We will then give you recommendation for clothes that are more sustainable, that you can just quickly decide, is this something that you worth that is worth it to you to say, I'm going to make a more sustainable option and still get the jeans that I'm looking for, still get the sweater that I'm looking for. There's a, an amazing, I think, McKinsey report, I'll link to it below, that came out not so long ago that literally surveyed people and asked them, you know, if you had two options in front of you and you were told that one of them was more eco-friendly or sustainable, which one would you choose? And everybody said, well, I would obviously choose it, but you're so right. Nobody has the time to research and really dig into it. Unless you're someone like me who, like, it's my entire day is researching fashion brands in particular and, you know, and really getting into the nitty gritty but for most people, who has the time? Making that so simple for people is a massive dent in, in the issue here. So in terms of how you rate, what kind of things are you looking at? Because, um, again, there are so many different ways to rate things. You could look at you know, water usage. You can look at fossil fuels, whether they can be recycled. So what kind of things do you take into account? Great question. And I will let you know that it is not me that figured out the answer to that question because <laughs> I am not a scientist. And that's why... We spent a lot of time to go uh, get together a team of scientists with uh, different subject matter expertise. So things like plastic usage, chemical usage, um, the textile industry, life cycle analysis, all these people that, that spend their lives studying that to say, all right, what should we pay attention to? Because that was the first question to ask. What does sustainability even mean? And they broke it down into seven categories. So Briefly, you can go check them out at United by Zero, but there's CO2 and energy use, which is obviously crucial for everything. Supply chain, circularity, humanity, animal welfare, and chemical usage and water. I'm not sure if I mentioned water, but water as well. And the second thing was like, well, you, the consumer, you, you may care about different levels of those things. So like, it's not like one solution is going to fit everyone. And so we built this system so that you can come in and say, well, what matters most to you? And you can order your priorities. And depending on how you order your priorities, the score will reflect the, the values that you hold most. So if you really care about animal welfare and you put that at the top, we'll rate the products that have the best animal welfare score, the highest. That way you can figure out which ones match your values without having to do a ton of extra work. The tech behind this sounds really sophisticated because that's a lot of data that you're getting very, very succinctly like into your hand. And I loved you actually gave me a little tutorial of the browser, but again, such a great tool that I know so many of my friends would use if you're looking at a jeans or a sweater and there's literally like basically the same thing but from a sustainable company so in terms of the sustainable companies that you use then how do you guys find them or do they come to you because I know when you were giving me your little tutorial there was two brands that came up that I actually hadn't even heard of maybe they're US based they looked gorgeous so for the first ones just came to me because I interviewed them from the podcast and for anyone who's starting a business out there you know that your first customers are going to be the people that you just walk up to and say please please do this. Please just <laughs> trust me that this is going to work out. Um, so our first cohort of brands were people that I interviewed for the podcast 
that generally said they all have the same problem. And the problem is that they're making stuff that's so much better, but it's really hard to stand out because everyone's using the same language, you know, like H and M is claiming to be incredibly sustainable. And we're like, I don't, I'm not sure if that's true. That doesn't feel right. But the ones that are actually doing the work are using that same language. So eco-friendly, green, sustainable, what have you, there's no differentiating in terms of that. And they needed a way to, to stand out from the pack. So that's where we built this, this system to be able to give them credit for the work that they're doing. And then once it went live and once people started seeing it, other brands started coming to us and saying like, hey, we should be on here too. You know, we're doing a good job. And the, the point about that is to create some kind of standard so that people can see sort of an apples to apples comparison. And that way it's easier for you to understand because to be frank, a lot of the most sustainable things is more expensive just because that's the value that that's what it should cost. You know, like if you're buying a pair of jeans for $8 or for 10 pounds or what have you, and you're like, this feels a little bit cheaper than it should. You're probably right. Some of the question is like, is it worth it to invest a little bit more money in things that are better made and will last much longer? So your overall consumption goes down. And that's also what we're, we're trying to push for is to say, this is why these things should cost a little bit more. This is where that value that is not so obvious is being created. And that way it's more worthwhile for, for you to spend a little bit extra on less things. That's sort of like, you know, buy less, uh, but buy better. Well, even in terms of, you know, just having two sweaters and one says, oh, I've been made sustainably and with fair trade and one that doesn't. To actually be able to compare and say, well, this one is rated really badly, actually, on all of these things, and this one's rated really well, is so much more motivating, I think, for people. Instead of just seeing all the positives, you're actually seeing, well, this is rated really badly, and actually there's a, there's a much better solution. So to just give people that information seems like such a no-brainer. And I mean, obviously, there's no point in kind of looking retrospectively now, but I wonder why this hasn't been done so long ago. Like, we're just now, at this point in time, having people like you create these amazing things, it's like how much further down the road would we be if we'd had this for the last 20 years? So it's it's exciting that's happening now, but it, does it make you frustrated now that you've seen it and you've seen that it can work? Are you like, do you have that moment where you're like, God, like why why didn't somebody standardize this a long time ago? I, I probably should have that moment more often, but to be honest, like I'm just coming to this relatively early as well, where I'm trying to see how can I fit into the puzzle? Uh, and so there's many people that I've spoken to that have been fighting this fight for decades and they very much are exasperated with the lack of momentum. And we've seen that change quite a lot in the last three, four years. People, to be honest, just consumers are more aware. They're more aware of what's at stake of how brands can be duplicitous in some of their advertising. So they're more skeptical, more aware of climate change in general. Uh, and so sustainability used to be sort of this kitsch word that, that you didn't exactly you know, lived on the edges. And now it's core to whatever you're going to And it will be increasingly more so. No new brand will come to the market without having some core claim of how they are ethical and how they are sustainable, which is great. Is it too late? A hundred percent. Everything in climate change is too late. We all, we should have done all of it before. Absolutely. But, uh, we we cannot you know fight yesteryear's battles. We have to work from where we are today and say how do we create the best future that we possibly can from this time moving forward. I love that positive take. We need that, and you, and you're right. There's no point in looking back too much. It's about going forward. So in terms of where you guys are at with United by Zero, 
facing into the new year? Do you have certain goals? You know, do you want more brands on board? I mean, in the US right now, there's a lot of really progressive legislation that's going through at state level and then being carried countrywide on greenwashing and you know consumers pushing back like you said saying you know actually this is really misleading and it's not right so do you want to talk to legislators I know you said that you're not into uh, politics <laughs> you dabbled but what would you like to see United by Zero do in the next year or two to really like rev things up and get people on board one of the one of the large changes that I think we're seeing is that the line between politics, activism, consumerism, corporate identity and corporate and corporate governance is blurring. So we're seeing CEOs of corporations sort of take up the mantle of saying we need to fight for climate change where it probably should be government more so. But speaking specifically about the United States, if you're waiting for the government to come in and solve these problems, I'm not sure that we have the time to let that play out. So my answer to that is yes and everything. You know, companies should be taking a stronger stance about where they stand and how they are creating the solutions that are going to help us live better. Consumers, the more attentive and aware we can be and the more we can be focused on channeling the resources that we have into the brands that we trust, into the companies that we believe in, that's fantastic. We should be supporting the activists on the street or going out there ourselves. When, we, when my wife was nine months pregnant, uh, we were still on the street in Brooklyn going out and chanting with those it was a different type of protest at that point, but it was it was important to be part of the community and to be supportive of that. So we have to be supportive of those people that are fighting for their voices being heard, because if that's all you have, if you don't have a lot of resources available, but you everyone has a voice. And so we should 100 percent be a champion of that. And the other thing is that we have access to so much information now. And what what our goal here at United by Zero is to just make it easier to use you know, it's sort of like before there was Google and Altavis or whatever, before like browser search engines existed, there was still a ton of information on the internet. It was just hard to figure out what you wanted and how to organize it. We kind of see it the same way where there's a tremendous amount of information around how things are made, how they are processed, how they're transported, where energy is being used, where water is being used. And all we're trying to do is take all that information, make sense of it and repackage it in a way that is easy for a consumer to use to make a choice. And the more we can do that, the more we can infuse integrity and transparency into our commerce I think the more we have the opportunity to make capitalism work for us, and by us, I mean all types of humans on earth, not just the people that can extract the most out of the economy and the ground. Oh, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And just when you were talking there, I just had a flashback to the start of, the, of our conversation when you were saying, you know, you're in such a different industry and it was really like a light bulb moment for you that just put you on this completely different trajectory. And I'd love to know, you know, looking back and being in the position where you're at, where you are now, where you are such a such a part of like positive, active, real change. What would you say to people who are maybe listening and maybe thinking the same? Like, you know, wow, like I'm I'm not involved and I don't feel like I have enough information, but maybe there's something I can do. And I've seen an issue and maybe it's something I can do. What would you say to people who are maybe nervous, but have that fire to maybe do something? Um, there's an organization that's, that's based uh, in Europe, um, I believe it's out of Denmark, called Massive Earth. And it's a coalition of people that are not from climate change, trying to pool their resources to just help people who are trying to work on climate change solutions do stuff. So like, 
let's say you're good at marketing. Let's say you're good at finance. Let's say whatever it is, the person who started it, I was like, his name's Michael. And I was like, Michael, what'd you do before this? And he was like, well, I have a number of patents that were around creating software to autonomously repair hardware in space. I was like, I was like, so you're like, like Iron Man, you're like, literally just like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, I had this whole career uh, of deep tech machine learning for other applications. And he's like, but climate change is important. And so I just wanted to see what I could do to help. There's so many opportunities like that out there where you don't have to quit your J job. You don't have to upend your life. If you want to go ahead, I gave it a shot. And let me tell you, it's been wild. Um, No regrets, but it's been wild. Uh, But if you don't have that, if that's not available to you, there's so many opportunities to get involved. Um, Work on Climate is a group that is based in the US, but it's a similar idea. It's a lot of people that are, you know, product managers at Google and Facebook and what have you that are sort of having a realization that perhaps they could be doing something a little bit more with their talents that are volunteering time and energy, helping the startups grow without without being extractive and without sort of like, you know, requiring a ton, just being like, I've got five hours a week that I can help you tackle a project. Who's saving the planet? The podcast. I mean, all the scientists that worked on this, they were people that are coming from different industries that, that cared about it um, for United by Zero. I think that's the thing that's the most exciting right now is that we have this tremendous opportunity. We have this opportunity to reset or to at least change course over the last seven decades of the way that we have created an inhospitable future. And right now, in the next 10 years, really the last five and the next five, will be telling for what the next hundred look like. And so it's an incredibly exciting time to be involved in whatever way you can be. Honestly, this is why I love the podcast. <laughs> this is why I do it because literally what you've just said is the exact reason that we that we are all doing this and that people are listening right now. I can't think of a more positive a futuristic note to finish on than that and Lex just thank you so much for everything you're doing I'm going to share all the details of wherever we can find you and United by Zero on the podcast here but thank you so much and I can't wait to see what you're going to do next it was a pleasure being on thank you very much for having us and thank you for continuing to put the word out it matters you know we all have to use whatever platform we have to celebrate the people around us doing good work and so for all the opportunities that you have to celebrate people in the community fighting for a better future. We thank you. That's tremendous.